You know, the Lord's a gentleman. He's not like me. You see, I knock on your door. You don't answer. After a while, I'm going to start knocking harder. After a while, I'm going to get louder and louder. But the Lord's a gentleman. He'll just knock on your door so gentle, waiting on you to answer. But He won't be a nuisance. He refuses to kick the door down and barge His way in. No, you've got to be inviting. You've got to be inviting. If you'll be inviting this morning, He'll touch you. He'll touch you this morning. Let's stand as we get ready for a reading of God's Word this morning. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. As we continue on with the sermon of fresh anointing, this is part three of the fresh anointing. And it shall come to pass that in that day that his burden shall be taken off of thy shoulders and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Father, we thank you this morning, God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you, Lord, because in your presence brings the anointing. And when we receive you, you'll come in. When we open that door, Lord, you're such a gentleman, you'll come walking right in as we invite you in. And you will bless us. And you will heal us. You will anoint us. And this morning, Father, I ask you to do exactly that. To anoint our hearts and our minds to hear and to receive and to comprehend. Father, I give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. amen and Amen. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you something. You need to write this down if you've got something to write with. If not, you need to get something to write with. But you need to write this down. As we're talking about the anointing. You know, I've learned recently that not everybody wants to hear the message about the anointing. Not everybody wants to hear it. Not everybody wants to hear about faith. You believe that? Not everybody wants to hear about that either. But you know, the gospel's the gospel. Amen? And faith is what helps us receive from the Lord. So here we go. This is what you need to write down. No word, no faith. No faith, no anointing. No anointing, burdens remain. Let me say it again. No word, no faith. No faith, no anointing. No anointing, Burdens remain. We've got to have the Word of God in our life. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The Word of God. Romans 10, 17. You've heard me quote it many, many times. One of the first scriptures I ever learned to memorize was Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So if there's no Word in your life, then there's going to be no faith in your life. Amen? And if there's no faith in your life, then there's going to be no anointing in your life. It takes, the, it takes faith to move the anointing. 
And if there's no, no, uh, no anointing in your life, guess what? Burdens remain. Burdens remain. Now let's look at the scripture. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, the devil hates the anointing so much. The devil hates the anointing so much that he does everything he can to fight against it. You see, the devil don't mind you learning about John 3.16. As long as you don't act on it. The devil hates the anointing. And he does everything he can to combat the anointing. Why? Because it is the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. He hates it so much that there is many translations of the Bible. And you need to be careful what translation of the Bible you're reading. Matter of fact, if you've got a different translation at home, or if you've got a different translation with you this morning, I challenge you, look this scripture up, Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. And if you have a translation that takes out the whole sentence that says, and the yoke shall be destroyed, if it changes any of those words, let me tell you, you need to get rid of that. Amen. It destroyed because of the anointing. There is translations of the Bible... Really, they're not translations. They're actually uh, paraphrases and man's interpretations. How many of y'all needed some man's interpretation of the Bible? Now, let me hear what the Word of God says for myself. Amen? Let me hear what the Word of God says for myself, and the Lord will give me interpretation. But they are actually taking entire sentences out. I was shocked when I found this Scripture changed in so many different translations out there. But the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. What is the yoke? Your yoke could be sickness. I praise God today. Shirley was testifying about her healing. Angel testified last week about her healing. Amen. Angel got healed of asthma. And I'm going to tell you, I was there when Angel was put into the hospital. I was there when she had a, a severe asthma attack. I mean, we didn't know what was going on. All I know is that Angel had gotten delusional. I mean, she didn't know where she was at. She didn't know what she was saying. I mean, she, she became so sick and, 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 so, uh, and so broken down at that point. The doctor told me when I got her to the emergency room, he said, if you had waited 30 more minutes, your wife would have died. That's what they told me at the emergency room. You got here in the nick of time. And they immediately realized that her lungs were just wore out. I mean, they were doing all they could do, and they needed a break, and they put her in the emergency room. She was in ICU in Carrollton. And uh, what year was that? That was 2004. Our children were still teenagers, and uh, they, she, they put her in the ICU there and put her on that ventilator. I want to tell you, I was in the room when they put her on that ventilator. You don't want to be in that room when they're putting somebody on a ventilator, let me tell you. But I was there. I was there when they straddled her and they put that tube down her throat and heard the gagging as the tube was going in. And my wife laid there in a coma, in an induced coma, with this ventilator breathing for her. And for days, I listened to this thing breathing for her. And while I was there, you know, she told you her version. Let me tell you my side of it. While I was there, I smelt the death angel come in. You know, you can smell death when it walks in a room. You can smell it. It's a, it puts out a smell. Anybody ever been around a loved one that passed away, you know what I'm talking about. There is a smell that will come. That smell came into that room. And immediately, 
Again, I didn't have time to call grandma. I didn't have time to call the pastor. I had to act, and I had to act right then. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you death angel, get out of this room. You're not taking her life. She is going to live and declare the works of the Lord. She is not going to die. I mean, I had teenage girls at home, and there was no way that I could raise two teenage girls at home. They were still in school. I needed my wife to live. And three days later, they brought her up out of that, and, and she battled with this asthma thing for all these years. And spending all this money, I, I, I think the last... I think the last count on the on the, the finances to get her medicine was up like before four hundred dollars, I think it was, wasn't it? That's with insurance without it, so seven hundred. imagine that. Four hundred dollars with the insurance. And that only lasted how many months? One. One month. Can anybody afford that? I can't. Amen. I can't afford that. So when Angel got healed of asthma and she went to the doctor. And the doctor says, you don't need asthma medicine no more because I don't hear nothing in your lungs. They are clear. You are breathing perfect. Let me tell you, that's exciting news to the Hendricks household. That's exciting news. And to hear your healing as we prayed for you last week and your healing today. Praise God for the anointing. We need to have faith in the anointing. People need to have faith In the anointing. Because without the anointing, sickness remains. Burdens remain. Listen, struggles remain. Anybody having struggles? The anointing can take away the struggles. The anointing can take away the depression. The anointing can take away the oppression. The anointing can take away the addictions. Come on. We don't need more addiction rehab centers. We need more of God's anointing in the house of worship. Come on. We need the anointing of the Holy Ghost operating and moving in our church and on our church people. Listen, you need to be so saturated with God's presence that the anointing just radiates off you and everywhere you go, come on somebody, everywhere you go, the anointing just flows and healing comes. Somebody told me this week that they had an opportunity to pray for somebody in Walmart. That just thrilled my heart. Amen. Every time we go to Walmart, we'll be praying for somebody because somebody needs it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. At least pray for them prices to come down, if anything else. But whatever your burden is, whatever your struggles are, whatever your sickness is, it can be destroyed, not just healed, not just done away with, but literally destroyed. Listen, when you destroy something, you can't put it back together again. Listen, when Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall, Humpty Dumpty could not be put back together again because he was destroyed. Listen, the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. Hmm. We got to receive the virtuous power that Jesus was talking about to that woman that day when he said virtue had gone out of me. We need to be filled and refilled and refilled that we stay overflowing in the presence of God. Listen, I I don't need to act like me. Come on. Give me a way of offering. You don't need to act like you. Because you are fleshy. Hello? Hello? 
I'm fleshy. I don't need to act like me because I will make a mistake. I don't need to operate under my own intellect. Come on. I don't need to operate under my own attitude. Hello? Come on. I need to operate under the nine fruits of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Under the nine fruits of the Spirit. I need to be filled with God's presence in my life to where I automatically respond out of the nine fruits of the Spirit instead of automatically responding out of the flesh. We got to get so close to God that we begin to respond from the nine fruits of the Spirit. Amen? Can we all use that? None of us are perfect. We're still getting there, aren't we? We're still striving. Galatians chapter 5, verse 14. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 14. For all the law was fulfilled in one word, even this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm -mm -mm. If we could just learn this, church. If you and I, as brothers and sisters in Christ, if we could just obey this, the world would be a perfect place. Come on. But look at what he says. Remember, this is actually Paul writing to the church. He wasn't writing to Johnny's bar house down the road. He was writing to the church. He wasn't writing to the casinos. He wasn't writing to the street people. He was writing to the church. He says, but if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed of one another. Lord, there should be none of that taking place in the church. But if Paul wrote it, then there must have been a reason he wrote it. Amen? Have you ever seen that in church? Biting and devouring one another? It's sad to say, but it has happened. Amen? This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the Spirit... Ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variances, immunizations, wrath, strath, seditions, heresies, envy and murder, drunkenness, robberies. Of such of which I tell you before, as I've told you in times past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Come on, he's not talking about a daily physical exercise. He's talking about walking in the Spirit of God. He's talking about practicing what we learn. Amen? Practicing what we learn. I'm going to read the same thing to you from the Amplified Version of the Bible. And I do like to Amplify because it stays with the King James, but it amplifies some things too. Amplifies some words for us. Now the practice of the sinful nature are clearly evident that they are sexual immoralities, impurities, sensualities, total irresponsible lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. Some of y'all need to just highlight that one right there. 
Come on. Amen. That's a good place to say amen, preacher. Disputes, dissensions, factions that promotes heresy, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. We got a lot of people running around thinking that everything goes. Amen? I said we got a lot of people running around thinking that everything goes. But the scripture is clear that not everybody is going to make it to heaven. Amen? The scripture is clear. Listen, we can't change the scripture because we don't like it. We can't change the word of God because it don't fit our lives. No, we are to make our lives fit the word of God. Amen? Make our lives fit the word of God, not make the word of God fit our lives. But you know, that's where we are in society today. If we don't like something in the scriptures, oh, we just ignore that. Come on. And we just don't apply that to our lives because we don't like that scripture. And we want to change it. We want to change God. We want to bring God down to our level instead of God lifting us up to his level. How many of y'all know being at God's level is much better than being at the level on earth? Amen. Walk in the spirit after you have been filled with the spirit. And you are filled with the spirit. It's a lot easier. Listen, when you are filled with the spirit of God, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, it is a lot easier to walk in love and joy and peace and long suffering. It's a lot easier to walk in that gentleness and that goodness and that faith and that meekness and that temperance when you're filled and staying filled in the spirit of God. Amen. When you're staying filled in the spirit of God. Listen, we walk and we live in the spirit. If we walk and we live in the spirit, it's easier to stay filled with the Holy Spirit. When we practice the nine fruits of the spirit and we seek the spirit of God, it's easier to stay filled with the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. This is why going to church is so important. This is why getting involved in worship at worship time is so important. This is why I hound you and I hound you about standing up, putting your hands in the air and closing your eyes and just focus on God and just worship God. Because I know if you can get connected to the Holy Ghost, that the healing virtue will flow. I know if I can get you connected to the Holy Ghost, then the healing power will hit you and you will no longer be sick. Listen, if I can get you connected, that's why I say lift up your hands as a sign of surrender and just focus on worship and focus on touching heaven, touching God with your faith. If you worship God, I know all it takes is one touch from the Holy Ghost and it'll heal everything you've got. It'll take away your depression. It'll take away the oppressing spirits. It'll take away the, the down and the house. Listen, it will encourage you when you need encouragement. If it can just get you connected to the live power of the Holy Ghost. Listen, the Holy Ghost, he's a live wire this morning. There's power flowing through him. Amen. There's power flowing through the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost wants to give it to you, but you've got to want it. You've got to want it. Amen. You've got to want it. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. And not slowful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Look at what Romans 12, 11 says. 
Paul's still speaking to us. Not slowful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Remember, I told you, I told you last week or maybe the week before, but that word fervent means you're glowing. You're glowing. You're so full of the Spirit of God that you are literally just glowing with the glory of God. Listen, Moses was on that mountain for 40 days getting the Ten Commandments. They say when Moses came off of the mountain that his face was shining from the glory of God to the point that the people said, we we, we can't look at you. And Moses had to put a veil over his face and talk to the people because of the glory of God. Listen, when you get saturated in the Holy Ghost, you will begin to glow. Listen, you can't help but to smile. You can't help but to laugh. You can't help but to be full of joy because the joy... Is in the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost is in you, you'll be full of joy. Full of joy. No matter what the devil throws at you, you will act in joy. You will respond in joy. Amen. You will respond in joy. When the Holy Ghost is upon you, your skin can begin to change. Moses' skin did. His skin began to change. His look began to change. There's a difference. There's something about God's people that they look different than they did before they became God's people. Amen. Come on. I remember many years ago, this little lady pulled up at the house and I think we were giving away dogs. I think it's what it was. And I mean, she got out of the car and she looked at me and Angel. And I mean, the first thing she said is, where y'all go to church at? Because I can tell. Woo! I can tell y'all, are lo- y'all love God. Where do you go to church at? Amen. Well, you know, we weren't thinking about church right then. We weren't thinking about God. We were thinking about getting rid of some puppies. You know? When you got a bunch of puppies to get rid of, you want to get rid of them. Amen. We're thinking about getting rid of these dogs. And this woman gets out of the car and looks at us and says, where do you go to church? Where do you go to church? I can see God all over you. Listen, when you got the Holy Ghost, people can see the Holy Ghost on you. They can see it. They can sense it. We got to be glowing with the Spirit of God. The anointing of the Lord. Listen, it is not for your entertainment. The anointing of the Lord is not for your entertainment. You know, some people go to church to be entertained. Come on. Some people want to go to a Pentecostal church because we're more entertaining than some of the others. I mean, come on, we do. I mean, sometimes we shout, sometimes we dance, sometimes we speak in tongues, amen. And there's an excitement that comes in the atmosphere, amen. I call, I call it the, the Spirit of God moving when you start wanting to swing from the chandeliers. Amen. I heard about Sister Bonnie's husband, the Holy Ghost getting on him, and him literally walking the pews, going all the way through the church. Come on. Amen. So when the Holy Ghost gets to moving, there's a little excitement going on in the church. Amen. And there's some people that go to church to be entertained. They go to church to be entertained. And when you don't entertain them right, guess what they do? They go find them another church to be entertained. There's some people that church hop. I met a couple one time. They met me at the door of the church, introduced themselves, and told me they were church bunnies. I had no idea what they were talking about. I thought that was the strangest thing ever. Church bunnies. And they were proud of it. 
And that's what they meant that they hopped from church to church. They're church bunnies. Looking for entertainment. Listen, the anointing is not for our entertainment. The anointing is for us to help us serve the Lord. That's what Paul was saying. Be fervent in spirit. The anointing is to come upon us to help us serve the Lord. Amen. Listen, angel needed to be healed of asthma because asthma was holding her back from serving the Lord. I mean, I think we would much rather take $400 and put it into a a missionary, come on, than to give it to the pharmaceutical company. Amen. Amen. So the devil was robbing us on that medicine. And, And angel needed the strength. So that she can minister more and do more because there's work to be done. The devil did everything he could to take out Sister Shirley. Don't want her up here singing. Been attacking her lungs, attacking her where she can't sing and choking her up. You see, with the anointing though, the anointing didn't come on you to heal you, to entertain you. The anointing came on you to heal you so you can be more of a service to God. Amen? More of a service to God. Amen. You see, the anointing didn't come upon Brother Tim and heal him of his knees so that he could, be, he could dance better. Come on. Melanie probably says, well, I wish he could dance a little better. But that's not the reason the anointing hit his knees, to heal his knees. It was so he could be more of a service to God. Amen. And yes, even working your job, you're a service to God. Amen. You're a service to God every time you pay tithes. You're a service to God. Amen. So the anointing of God is not for entertainment. It is to empower us to be better servants of God. Amen. Better servants of God. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me read that again. I know you love this scripture. We all love this scripture, don't we? I mean, we got pictures of this scripture. We got pictures of eagles flying and this scripture's underneath them. You know what I'm talking about? We love this scripture. But what is it really telling us? But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see, waiting on the Lord is not just sitting down waiting on something to happen. Waiting on the Lord is what you do while you're waiting on the Lord. Anybody here got a favorite restaurant to go to? You got your favorite restaurant? Some of y'all, some of y'all say the smoking pig is your favorite restaurant because you like that barbecue. Amen. But you know, every time I've been, I've only been there, I think, maybe twice since we've been here. But every time I've been to the smoking pig or any other restaurant, there's somebody there called a waitress. And she'll sit us to our table. She'll ask us what we want to drink. Of course, I always get the sweet tea. Amen. Because I'm a southerner. You know, if you say you're from the South, you drink sweet tea. Can I get an amen? Oh, y'all waking up on me now. All right. 
If you're a southerner, there's two things that southern men have to do. First of all, you drink sweet tea, and another thing, you cut your grass. Come on. Am I right, Brother Larry? Am I right? (laughs) Amen. But when you go to that restaurant, there's somebody there called a waitress. And this is what we're talking about. Those that wait on the Lord. Those that serve the Lord. Those that Listen, if you're just sitting at your seat and you're just going to sit there and you're just going to wait until something happens, you might be sitting there for the rest of your life and nothing ever happened. Listen, it's what you do while you're waiting on the promises of God. Get up and serve Him. Be a waitress of God. Get up and serve Him. Find something to serve the Lord. You say, well, I want to be healed. Well, why should God heal you if you ain't going to do nothing with the healing? Come on. Well, I want God to bless my finances. Well, if you're too stingy to give to God, why He want to bless your finances? Hello? Hello? Well, I want God to heal my back and get this pain out of my back. Well, what are you going to do when he does? You're going to sit on the couch and watch gun smoke all day? Come on. Amen. I, I really think sometimes God just says, no, I'm not wasting my anointing on you. I do. Because I know if I was God and I had all the power of the anointing and I could pick and choose who I was going to anoint, Let me tell you, I wouldn't waste my time on a lazy soul that refuses to serve God. Why should I? I would rather give it to somebody I know that's going to do good with it. Amen? Because the anointing is precious. The anointing is precious. Amen? You see, the anointing had to come through for you, Sister Sherry, when you had that cancer. The anointing, I know you went to the doctors, I know you had chemo, I know you had a, but the anointing is what brought the healing. The doctors can only do what they can do, but they cannot heal. They'll tell you that. They can cut you open, they can sew you up, but they cannot heal. Amen? Only the anointing of the Holy Ghost in your body can heal. And when you were born in this world, there was a measure of healing given to your body. And that's why you have natural healing in your body. That's why when you cut yourself and it's scab over and it'll naturally heal. There's natural healing in your body because you were born with that anointing in your body when you came into this world. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a supernatural power of God that can come on you. And you can be healed of 16 years of asthma. You can be healed of this chronic thing that's been going on for all these months. You can be healed of back pain. You can be healed of knee pain. You can be healed of migraine headaches. But listen, why is God going to waste His time healing you if you ain't going to serve Him? Serving. 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 You see, the devil does everything he can to stop you from serving him. He does everything he can to stop you from receiving the anointing of God because he don't want you to serve him. Amen. But you and I need the anointing of God to serve him. Listen, without the anointing, I can't preach. Without the anointing, I can't speak. Without the anointing, I can't read. Without the anointing, I can't live. Come on. I need the anointing. I need the anointing. Amen. 
I said, I need the anointing. A few months ago, none of you knew it, but I was having heart pains. I kept having a sharp pain right up here. I could feel it in my arm. And the devil says, he's going to have a heart attack. I'm taking you out. That's what the devil told me. He says, I'm going to kill you. You ain't going to fulfill your mission. No. And the thought came to me, maybe he go to the doctor. He didn't go to the doctor. Listen, people outside this church came to me that the Lord told me you're having heart problems. And come on. People outside, you know, come to me and say, you're having heart problems, aren't you? Your, your pain is right here. I said, yeah. You need to go to the doctor and get checked out. I said, what for? What for? By his stripes, I am healed. Now listen, I'm not telling you don't go to the doctor. When the Holy Ghost tells me to go to the doctor, I'll go. But the Holy Ghost didn't tell me to go to the doctor. The Holy Ghost said, stand on my word. Stand on my anointing. And let me tell you, I stood on that word. And I stood on my anointing for months. For months. Even behind this pulpit, you didn't know. Now let me tell you, I ain't had no heart pain. I ain't had no pain in my chest. In two months now. Because the anointing, the anointing. Now listen, I need to do my part. I need to lay off the banana wood. I need to lay off that good milk cake. Come on. I need to lay off that ham. Amen. I need to eat right. I need to do my part. I need to put my tennis shoes on. Come on. I need to walk somewhere. I need to do something. I need to exercise. Amen. I need to take my vitamins. Amen. Amen. Like Sister Julia says, you got to do what you can do, and then God will do what you can't do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's the anointing. It's the anointing that makes the difference, church. It's the anointing that you need to have faith in today. You need to have faith in the anointing. This is why the Lord brought me to this message is about the anointing. He says the church don't have faith in the anointing no more. But we need to have faith in the anointing. Because Jesus Christ is the anointed one. That's what the word Christ means in Greek. The anointed one. And the anointed one possesses the anointing. I need the anointing to deal with my kids. Come on, that's a good place to shout and run and jump. That's a good place to get up and run the pews right there. Come on. Y'all, you get up walk like Brother Farmer did. That's a good place to do it. I said, I need the anointing to deal with my kids. Let me tell you a secret. I need the anointing to deal with my wife. <laughs> and she'll tell you she needs the anointing to deal with her husband. Come on. Amen. I need the anointing to deal with you. Amen. <laughs> Somebody said something to me just, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Said something about a pastor having a hard job. I said, you know the hardest part about being a pastor is all the different personalities. Everybody's got a personality. Just like everybody's got an opinion. You ever notice that everybody got an opinion? Everybody got a different personality. Amen. I find that to be the hardest thing about pastors. Everybody got a different personality. You got to learn people. Learn how they work. Learn how they think. Amen. 
Amen? But we need the anointing, church. Without the anointing, we're not going to make it in this world. I said without the anointing, we're not going to make it. We need the anointing. Why don't y'all stand to your feet this morning? Stand to your feet this morning. Let's ask, let's ask God for the anointing. Let's ask Him for the anointing. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord, as we lift our hands toward heaven today, Lord, I ask You for Your anointing. Father, let Your anointing fill this church. Lord, let Your anointing be upon Your people today, God. Lord, let Your anointing fall. We need Your anointing, Father, to wake us up in the morning. We need Your anointing to put us to bed at night. We need Your anointing when the bad report comes in from the doctor's office. We need Your anointing when the phone rings and it's our kids giving us bad news. We need Your anointing, Father, when we turn on the TV and we see nothing but negative, negative news. We need Your anointing, Father, in our lives. We need healing in the body of Christ. The body of Christ needs the anointing. We need strength in our bodies to fulfill the mission that you have called us to fulfill. You've called us to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. But how can we do it without the strength of Jesus? We need the anointed Father. I ask you right now as all hands are raised, Lord, that your anointing will begin to fall in this church. Lord, that healing will begin to manifest right now. Peace will begin to overflow right now. Depression must leave in the name of Jesus. Back pain must leave in the name of Jesus. Knee pain must leave in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come here, Brother Tim. The anointing can give you energy. You need energy. You got a hard job. That job wears you out. And when you're worn out physically, you can be worn out spiritually. Come here, man.
He was able to bring down the pillars of the alligators. Able to kill a thousand men with a, with a jaw of a donkey. That's physical strength. So if the anointing can do it for them, the anointing can give you energy to do your job. So that you can come home and not be wore out. Not be exhausted. You believe that? Y'all raise your hands this way. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for the anointing to energize my brother right now. We speak to his body. We speak to that oh, shot home. We speak to his organs in the name of Jesus. We speak to his liver in the name of Jesus. We speak to his kidney. We speak to his heart. Oh, we speak to his arms. We speak to his legs. We speak to his bones in the name of Jesus. We speak to his muscles in the name of Jesus. Shut up, Omarka. Guy, if he needs to command you to leave in the name of Jesus, you will no longer pledge him. In the name of Jesus, let the anointing of the Holy Spirit bring healing and restoration. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit bring peace to his mind, healing the mind of peace. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost give him joy. Joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Let the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let the joy of the Lord overflow. Let the joy of the Lord put a song in his heart. Let the joy of the Lord put a, a step in his feet, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Yeshua. Yes, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Martha, Martha. You're troubled by many things. But there's one thing that you lack. You need to sit the mattress. You need to be saturated in your spirit. Go out of your way. Fresh. To turn that word on. Whether it be through preaching tapes, whether it be through the internet, whether it be iPod, whether it be all of Martha, Martha. Martha was troubled by many things. You see, the problem with Martha is when Lazarus died, it was Martha that was angry with Jesus because of his death. Mary was upset. She's been at the seat, learning the words. She knew it was the resurrection of life. And she knew that when he showed up, it would never be too late. Actually, in the house, we showed up, and it was marvelous. Lord, if you've been here, Lord, when it's happened. You see, that's what the devil wants to do. Get your focus on the Lord, get your focus on all the problems, so you can turn you into Martha. But we're not going to turn you into Martha.
lift your hands this way. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we ask that your anointing God be upon her mind. Lord, let her mind be saturated with your anointing in the name of Jesus. Lord, let their anointing flow from heaven right now, Father. Wash it all away. Wash it away the concerns, God. Right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, help her to roll those cares over land. You said you roll all of our cares upon you. Lord, help her to roll those babies over on you right now. Lord, help her to give you those precious babies, Lord, to put them in your hands, Lord. Father, as she trusts you right now. Lord, let the devastation has happened this morning. Lord, the past couple of weeks, God, Father, give her strength. Give her strength, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Let the anointing break the yoke. Let the anointing break the yoke right now in the name of Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua. Shana la Goma, Yeshua. Oh, we don't accept the mark as we raise up the marriage right now. Let my sister become a Mary. Let her sit the feet of the mass. Let her learn your precious words, oh God. Let her learn from your precious words. Oh, let her be a Mary full of faith right now. Let her be a Mary full of peace. Let that peace, you are the prince of peace. There to anoint and bring the peace. Oh, let that peace begin to overflow right now. In the name of Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua. Anybody else need prayer this morning? Come on. We need prayer. It's time to come. Hallelujah. 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 Release the anointing. Release an anointing to go down and arm right now to your shoulders, God. Release an anointing. Get that pain in the name of Jesus, whatever it is that's causing the pain. You speak to the root cause, speak to the bone, speak to the muscles, speak to the tendons in the name of Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua, right now, Shantara Koma. In the name of Yeshua, Release the anointing, O Father. Oh, let it go from her head to her toe in the name of Jesus. Shandara Kamara. Shikira Ramakasita. Shikira Ramakoma. Shandara Kamara. Let her receive that baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let her receive, Father, the feeling of your presence right now, the feeling of your spirit. Let it be overflowing to her right now. Oh, Shandara Kamara. Shikira Ramakasita. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right now. Shandarakoma. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else this morning? Hallelujah. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Hallelujah.